I don't, I don't know, man. This is not. This is terrible. That's kind of cool. He, what he does. <laughs> this is what he does. Because I complain, because the show's dying, right? Is it? Powerful Truth Angels is in its death rattles, everybody. Um, this is probably the last episode. Really? I'm honored to be on it. Yeah, this is the final. I'm just going to call it here. This is the final episode of Powerful Truth. Powerful. This is the final. Powerful, powerful, powerful Truth Angels final episode tonight. Today. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, Fireside Chat, Two-Tone, Dr. Nipples, <laughs> Powerful Truth Angels. Why did we do it? Why did we keep going? And why are we ending tonight? Only God knows. You know when you're he's muttering. When you uh, he's muttering off mic. It's worse. <laughs> he's the most muttering son of a bitch. I will be glad to be rid of the muttering. I'm humble. I don't think what I have to say is that important. No, that's not. No, no, no. That's terrible. That's not humble. That's just terrible. You can be humble and still and be clear and and uh, enunciate. Use your words. He just goes. He's um, mumbling. He goes. I don't even. I was gonna, well, the thing is, if if. if He's a if, if I think of, you know, I put Star Wars there. Because He's a humble mumbler. He puts, um, got it. <laughs> he puts things on my table that he knows I'm going to react to to try to piss me off, to instill, to incite some sort of discourse so we have content for the podcast. Oh, uh, we're talking about Star Wars today? No, we're not. Okay, I good. just hate that. I hate this bit. <laughs> and I want to throw this shit out the window, but I'm not that much of an asshole. This is girlfriend's baby Yoda. I get, oh, please get sweet. this out of here, please. I don't ever want to see this in my house again, ever. I don't ever want to see a baby Yoda. This I, this is somewhat tolerable. A rat. That's kind of cool. Like that What's alone. What's that supposed see, to evoke? Less is more. You just put the rat on the table. Take all this other shit. Fucking Star Wars bullshit. I fucking hate Star Wars. Sorry, I hate it. I didn't like, watch it since, I, since until the pandemic. I never watched Star like, Wars. Like I'll watch it, but I fucking kind of hate it. And I'll still watch it because I'll watch anything that's that big of a spectacle. When they're putting, you know, sixteen thousand million dollars into into something, I'm gonna give it a watch. Yeah, of course. You want to see where all the money goes. And nine times out of ten, it's fucking horseshit. But no, but I will say that like the last. I, I mean, I watch it, but I'm not like I just hate the cult of Star Wars. As a matter of fact, yeah. I hate the cult of everything. I hate that there's <laughs> people who who are so into Disney that yeah, they that's a little aggressive. Well, they, they they have a season pass. They dress up like the characters. The, they go to the park. The hats. They go the there airs. and they're, they're like, they've been so brainwashed that they're fucking uh, apex level <laughs> consumers. And they're like, I have the Disneyland day pass. I have the Disneyland ears. I go there. I spend $300 a day on just whatever the fuck. Like, they're just so like, and there's people that they base their whole identity around like Disney. That's dark. I know this isn't news to anybody, but it's it's to me, it's like. It's another indication that, again, I always touch on this, that America is is like, I think we're actually like, I think we're actually in the drain and like we're looking up as we spin down it. Like, I think it's a wrap. Wow. Like, <clears throat> the, like the podcast. Yeah, like the podcast. The termination. What will last longer, America or this podcast? <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm going to uh, further emphasize how much disdain I have for the show by clipping my nails on the air. What? And I know someone out there is going to be disgusted. What are you using? Oh, these are I use these are my wow, toenail clippers. That's creative. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How's it going, Doctor Nipples? I'm doing okay. How terrible is that? Clipping your nails on the air. It's got to, it's got to make someone want to die. Yeah. Someone out there has to just be like, like, like so skeeved. Yeah. They're just like, like having a seizure right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing okay. I'm medium. You're I'm medium. not great. I'm not bad. Okay. Yeah. So that's I'm, an honest. I'm, I'm medium. To be honest, yeah. Yeah, you're medium. I'm I, bringing myself honestly to this podcast. Today. Yeah, you got to bring honesty. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have to bring honesty to the show, and because it's in the title, 
It is. Another thing I wanted to change was like, I want to do a full redo. I want to do free re- a full rebrand. The problem is I don't have fucking time because I have real jobs. I have, I have other real jobs. Yeah, that you're I do. doing well. I'm okay. You're doing, I'm doing okay. But I have, I have full-time commitments. Yeah. And this is like a thing that I love doing, but it's like, I don't know. What am I doing? What am I actually doing? I mean, I'm a 38-year-old podcaster. <laughs> I'm, I'm too old to be doing this shit. You know, I'm like Riggs in, in Lethal Weapon. I'm too what old would for justify this shit. doing it? More income? Absolutely. More yeah. If I was yeah. making, I don't know. Let's say I just pulled in like 50 racks a year on this. I'd be like, okay, I could do this. Okay. You yeah, know? Yeah, it has to make sense. I think so. Yeah. Right now, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Jason's chasing away all our sponsors. Uh, it's either me eating apples on the air or 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 my horrible ad reads. One of the two, but Creepy. the sponsors are, are drying up. The Discord is revolting again. I don't even go in the Discord anymore because every time I go in there, they're, they're trying to they're trying to tar and feather me. I'm really? kidding. No, no, they're fine. I love the Discord. I haven't been in there in, in a minute because I've been so busy and I get stressed out and I don't go in there. But um, but the the Discord will the Discord will probably carry on long long after the show's dead. Yeah. Omar, come get your snacks. She doesn't want them. I'll save them for her for later. Um, so I had, a, I had a really good sh- idea for a show. Okay. Boring fans, where you just watch people do like mundane tasks. Oh, boring uh, fans. Yeah, you can just like clip your nails. For but that's hour. like that's still going to be kink, though, right? <laughs> Put these up here for later. Someone will someone will clean that. Disgusting. C- can I get? Can I say something um, with some sincerity before we get? Yeah, please do. <laughs> please do. Yeah. Um, I wanted. Okay, I wanted to thank you for helping Cliff, oh. a mutual friend. It oh. really means a lot to me, and uh, I was actually meaning to call you. Oh, and just thank you for being so sincere and sweet and helpful and helping save his life, essentially. Oh, I mean, I think you are. So thank you so much. It's I. I'm duty bound by the code of the group that I'm in. Yeah. To help people that want to be helped. Yeah. Here's the thing with Cliff. He wants help. We're all helping him. I have we. I drop him in the group, and everyone's fucking taking. You know, like yeah, we. You know, not to put his business out there, but we got him somewhere. He's doing good. Okay. He's checking in with Renee, fan of the show. I mean, member of the show, not a fan. Hi, <laughs> Renee. Yeah, he's got a lot of fellowship. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is huge. Yeah, uh, he's sure. Clifford's a sweet fucking. You can tell he's a sweet guy. Great guy. He just is like. Uh, I mean, can we talk about Clifford's business? I think he'd be honored. Can we talk about? I mean, Clifford is actually listen. The name Clifford is anonymous, so <laughs> let's just say this person called Clifford that we know yes. who called in. He's an alcoholic. I mean, I'm not supposed to say that. He said it. He said. It. He yeah, said it. I know, but still, I'm not supposed to. I'm not supposed to. I get it. I'm also not supposed to talk about his thing. But I'll say that a person I know uh, drinks so much fucking Coors or Bud Light. One of those two things. Bud Light. It's Bud Light. It's yeah. Bud Light. Bud Light this, addict. Yeah. He's a Bud Light addict. He's a real. He's a. He's a fucking. He's this beautiful. <laughs> this beautiful vintage type of um, of uh, alcoholic who actually is hooked on alcohol. Because everyone, everyone, everyone in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous is on heroin. Every in L.A., especially in East L.A., in the yeah. East Side, probably Venice too. It's like cocaine, heroin. L- L.A. up where I'm at is heroin pills. Everybody, every single person there is on fucking heroin. Now it's like fentanyl and oxygen shit. Jesus. So it's very rare that you just find a just a beautiful alcoholic in the wild, it's pure, who's just who's pure. He's just a pure blood. He's a he's a day. We're all day walkers. He's a pure blood. Yeah. And he just like. The dude drinks so much fucking Bud Light that his liver shutting down. Yes, yeah. and it's like you know, and I have friends. Uh, it's it's really weird. The thing with AA is that like some people stay, some people get it, some people don't get it. There's no saying who's gonna ever do what. The guy you think 
Some guy, some guy, you meet a guy and he asks you to sponsor him and it goes terrible. And some guy you meet and, and you're like, this guy is a real fucking shithead. He stays on forever and does the work. Like, you just don't know. Yeah. And uh, Clifford is, you know, he's fighting the good fight. And, I, and we, we hope for, we hope the best for him because we know that he wants it, you know. And if yeah. you want it bad enough and you're, you know, you're willing to do the steps it takes to do the stuff, then, then we'll back you up. Yeah. You went above and beyond for him. That's great. No, I did. I didn't go Thank above me on. I just, I just offered. I barely did anything. I just offered like whatever little help I could give him, you know. All right, well, I, nevertheless, it means a lot, and I, I thank you so much. Because I was here when that relationship kind of started. Right. When he, when he called in, so thank you for helping my good friend out. I'm happy to, man. I'm happy. I'm happy to help anyone that's uh, in the same bind I was in. Yeah, you course, know, and yeah, still existentially, exactly. possibly, always in on some level. Theoretically, it could right. happen. Yeah, any minute you I mean, could. Listen, right now, this is this could happen theoretically. This could happen. You could just say, "Hey, I have some great, great fucking pure Bolivian Coke that I'm going to um, I'm going to test in front of you for fentanyl." You could actually not even say anything. You pull it out while we're talking, and you test strip for fentanyl. Show me the strip and lay it out, and it's just beautiful. And I just, <laughs> by some strange twist of the mind, I go some okay. justification. That makes sense. I today. go ah, and your mind can just go. I'll have one. It's like Fig Newtons, man. You know, and next thing you know, you're three sleeves down and you're watching episodes of Friends drinking, you know, oat milk, <laughs> crying because you wish you wish you were bulimic. That sounds better than doing a bunch of coke. It's way better than doing it. <laughs> but it's all the same to me. Yeah. No, Cocaine, wheat thins, porn, jujitsu. <laughs> it's all. Some of those are good. Some of them are positive. Three of them are bad. One of them is good. Yeah. Yeah, so, for sure. Dr. Nipples. Yes, sir. Is a man of letters. I uh, yes. He's a man of letters. You look different today. What did you, you shave something? I'm an, I want a new face. He wants a new face. Yeah. What did you do though? I shaved it. What did you have? You had a, I had a beard. A, you had yeah. a beard. Yeah. Yes, you look it looks you look great. Thank you. You look so clean. You also look like the last time you came in, you were tanner. Am I wrong? Maybe. Have you just been out sunning your bun somewhere? I've been I think I'm tanner now. You're tanner now? You I, look I, lighter now. I wear sunblock. Okay, I see. I don't wear sunblock. <laughs> so maybe, yeah. I should wear sunblock. Yeah, I never. They, the sun ages you. I've never concerned because I'm kind of. <laughs> I have an ageless face. My hair is gray, but my face. I have the face of a baby. Yeah, you, you don't have crow's feet. I don't, I don't either. Yeah, feet. we don't yeah. have those. Yeah. No, a little lines in the forehead. A little bit. Yeah, but I'm doing good. You're doing great. Yeah, I, I told my girlfriend who's much younger than me. I'm like, you're more wrinkled than, than I am, <laughs> and she told her mom, and her mom thought it was funny. <laughs> She's half my age, and she has more wrinkles. A testament to melanin. Cheers. Yeah. Look at this guy. Look at him. Look how excited he is to wear his his Viking hair down. <laughs> this is how it starts. You watch one movie, and next thing you know, you're at a fucking rally in Orange County, and you're fucking wearing uh, steel toe boots and stomping uh, and anti and stomping pro abortion uh, women to death because you believe in the right for white children. You got to protect the bloodline. <laughs> oh my God! Is he on mic? Did he say that on mic? He's gonna I'll say anything on mic, man. I'm trying right. to save the show here. He's trying to save the show. Don't save the show by getting yourself canceled. Um, so yeah, Doctor Nipples. Yeah. Uh, as I was saying, uh, Jason went to see the Northman. I heard. Yeah, he told me. And he came. It's so it's so nice to see somebody be moved by a piece of uh, film or art. Excuse me. And I still, I think, have the ability. To be, and I'm happy that I have the ability to still be blown away by things, even if they aren't good, because I'm I'm still I still have the ability because I'm kind of a I'm kind of a um, 
I'm kind of what's the word when you're set kind of sappy? Um, what is it? A sucker? No, Jason. I'm being sincere, and he's being an asshole. Yeah. Uh, when you have a kind of a, a, a part of you is like sentimental. Yeah, I'm uh, sentimental. It's kind of like the word. It's like I'm kind of a sentimentalist in a sense that. Um, like what I'm leading up to is that I saw the movie Everything Anywhere All the Time. You know, I heard one. that was great. I loved it, and yeah. I talked to other people, and they're like, ah, "I was meandering, I didn't like it." But I, I totally got into the whole like, the 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 plot line with the family and all this stuff going on. Like, I it tugged at my like. There's a part of me that is like super, um, you know, I can't think of the word, but I, but I'm a I, I not a sucker, sentimental, yeah, um, susceptible. Vulnerable. No, it's like it's like the, it's like in between sappy and sentimental. It's just killing me. Either way, that's great radio. Uh, I, I yeah, I have a say You know, that's too sweet. Anyways, we'll we'll move on from that. This is terrible radio. Um, but I saw everything everywhere all the time. I loved it. I thought it was fucking fresh. I talked to someone else and they said, oh, I had too many different endings, which I didn't mind because I was like fully invested. And I love that I was able to leave a, a movie and still as jaded and cynical as I can be, still be excited and be, ex you know, my girlfriend took me. She didn't tell me anything about it. I went in blind and I'm watching. What the fuck is going on? And I'm watching. I was like, oh, this is amazing. I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, and this is what happened with Jason and the Northman. <laughs> he went to see the Northman. It spoke to him on like a cellular level. He came to my house and he goes, listen, uh, I'm different now. I'm a different person. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like you're already, he was already leaning that. He's already has medieval leanings, right? And he, he already has medieval leanings and he sees this movie and he's like, oh, it finally makes sense. I'm, it all clicked. I'm a Viking. Yeah. I'm not like the super handsome blonde type of Viking, but I'm another kind of Viking. Like a minstrel or something. <laughs> yeah. Again, he's, he's the sword carrier. He cleans up like, you know, Viking shit. Uh, and he probably makes them food. But he wants to fight. He yeah. has the heart of a lion, he but a but he's yeah. trapped in the body of a stork. There is a minstrel in the movie played by a very famous actor. <laughs> and it's one of the few depictions of a minstrel. And it's really good. Okay, don't, no more spoilers. That's Jason, all, all Jason, can you please, uh, just for Dr. Nibble, so we can further psychoanalyze you, because we're going to. Can you do your, um, can you do the opening of Conan, please? Why? Okay. That is one reason I really like the movie too. It has direct references to Conan, and the the actual uh, the the beginning of the the Northman actually uses the same instrumental pattern as the beginning of Conan. The very Jesus first thing fuck. you hear is the very first thing. No you hear more spoilers. Between the times when the oceans drank Atlantis and the rise of the sons of Arius, there was an age undreamed of. And on to this, Conan, destined to wear the jeweled crown of Aquilonia upon a troubled brow. It is I, his chronicler, who alone can tell thee of his saga. Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. Thank you, Jason. That was they, great. You were cleared. Okay, first of all, he know like he knows it by heart. Yeah, that's, he knows it by heart. That's impressive. So, Jason, you had to. Did, why did you learn that? <laughs> that's a good question. I don't think it was just from watching the movie a lot. I mean, that's that is a good question. 
I mean, it is from watching the movie a lot, but it's from such a dedication of, to the movie that you start to like want to quote lines from it. Mm. Okay, but you taught yourself how to quote that. Yeah, and I also did a parody of it for an English project. Ah, there it is. High school. It got into your deep, into your deep year. early, early, early child groups. Imprinting. Well, I, yeah, I listened to the soundtrack when I was a little kid a lot because my parents exposed me to it, namely my dad. And you ex- then your dad exposed you. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, we'll talk about that. And soon. Then, uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, thank you for being here, Mr. Nipples. Um, Excuse me, Dr. Then, Nipples. Sorry. Dr. Nipples. Mr. Nipples is my dad. Barbara. That's Dr. Nipples. <laughs> and then in high school, I watched Conan the Barbarian and everything finally made sense. Okay, fantastic. So listen. Yeah. Speaking of, of, of the minds, the malleable sponge like brains of children. Mm. When I was a kid, I used to take uh judo classes back when ju- judo was called jiu-jitsu but it wasn't brazilian jiu-jitsu so it's a lot of tumbling right yeah a lot of tripping tumbling i took it at the y when i was a kid and it's imprinted in my brain there's grooves in my brain that under that still remember that stuff so when i started doing jiu-jitsu everyone's like this dude knows judo like he's natural because i'd stand up i would be sw- i would just knock people over because i and i was like no i just know the basic shit from being a kid yeah. but it's crazy how Whatever you bang into a kid's head at that at that point at that age at that whatever that receptive age is I don't know what it is but it's probably from like two to fucking twelve right whatever you get in there is gonna stick that's why that's why you gotta teach your kid languages yes it can be positive and negative probably yeah, yeah teach them teach them how to be great lovers which can look make you look weird as a parent <laughs> right <laughs> exposing uh, or teach them like I always think about having children and being like guess what we're all parents. Or like, guess what? Our our religion is meerkats, and we're all going to worship the garbage disposal. Just see what kind of cool kids you can make in the world, <laughs> you know? Because if you if you're brought up in a cult, you don't know you're in a cult, no, right? Not at all. Or if you're brought up, uh, you know, I guess if you're brought up terribly, you do know because it doesn't feel good. But if you're brought up in some weird thing where like you know you're taught to worship the house plants, that's just life. And until you get out in the world, you don't know how fucking weird you are. But what is weird, Doctor Nipples? Weird is on a spectrum, I think. Yeah. Um, there's things that are pathological, you know, like if you cut yourself all jacking off, that's weird. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Maybe not even in some circles. I knew a guy that <laughs> used to sleep with a girl and told me that when he would go down on her, she would cut above her vagina so the blood would run into his mouth. I get it. You get it. You're uh, there. You're kind of a creep, huh? Not a creep. <laughs> I, I'm just, I just, uh, I have a lot of allowance. for. You have a lot of allowance for, for perversion. For, for mine. For, for quote mind. unquote perversion. Yeah, I just... I'm pretty open. As a shrink, and you're not a practicing shrink anymore. I'm not. I have one client. You do? I have one patient, yeah. No way. I do. You have one client? I do. You have one client that pays you $10,000 a month? Uh, no, it's very little money. I just love her, and I want to help her. Oh, my God. So that's so nice. Sweet, yeah. What made you give up the therapy game? Uh, the in business I'm in now does really well, and I can yeah. live the lifestyle I want to live and not have to do that. And I have community there. I have friends there. It's creative. I'm my own boss. I have a business partner. With the piercing studio? Yeah, yeah. High-end jewelry, tattoos, piercings. So... I mean, it's a, it's a good thing I got going on, and that's where I want to put most. It's of my so attention. interesting to move from psychotherapy. It was psychotherapy, right? It was, yeah, because I didn't think that I that would be a like the piercing stuff would be a viable career option, yeah. nor would have been had I stayed where I was at. So once I took the leap of faith and just did the business, it took off and it worked out well. So then the therapy thing didn't seem like a really attractive option. But that's anymore. such a weird move to go from like doing all like you have to go to school for yeah, what, eight yeah. years or something. Yeah, it took me about a decade. It took you a decade of school. Oh yeah, with with, with the the the, the um, there's internships where you got to do right. all the hours. Right. Yeah. So yeah, pretty much a decade. 
Uh, and you know, can you, can you anonymously talk about some of your craziest clients? Uh, yeah, I think so. Any shit eaters in your repertoire? I could tell you something. I would love to hear something. <laughs> I don't know. This is like a, a well, I'm not going to say his name, but yeah. there was a guy who, who, he thought he fucked a dog. He thought he did. I had to work with him that he didn't actually. That, really? Yeah. He, he was very sick. He had a, a something called a uh, what was it? Uh, schizoaffective disorder, which is a combination of um, bipolar disorder and a psychotic disorder. Right. So it's like having schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. Oh, no. So he was a messed up kid. Uh, I don't want to tell you how it happened. The break happened. But uh, he was convinced that he did that. But he didn't. There was some sexual activity when he was young. Uh. But he would, as I mean, you know, kids experiment. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't really think of it as that crazy, but he would go around telling psychiatrists and therapists that he, he fucked, fucked the dog and his family. Like it was a confessional thing. I fucked the, the family dog. <laughs> yeah. I fucked Bitsy, the cute golden retriever right up the ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Or in the vagina, maybe. That's pretty much the dogs have vaginas. They do. Yeah, some of them. Yeah, <laughs> that was, that's pretty much the craziest. <laughs> Elmer has a vagina. I'm pretty sure that was the craziest uh, story. That, that I think I and when you, listen when you're t- when you're because I you know I, I think about my shrink sometimes right yeah I think about like this volume of you know the amount of shit I've dumped on her and the amount and her watching me just like wallow in misery for decades just being like I can't figure this out you know and like I'm all, I'm on the other side of that now Seems it took like me it. like a very long time of like me too repeated just like con you know chop wood carry water walking you know the fucking Sisyphean task yeah, of trying to trying to fucking get a get a fucking grasp on your own psychology is right. it's it's a lifelong project right absolutely and i think about her and i'm like fuck to intake all of that information and 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 human emotion multiple times a day maybe five times a day on a on a bad day maybe it's eight maybe you do eight sessions who knows maybe yeah i mean that's got to be just to just to put that in your in your fucking hard drive it's got to be tough you know, like so. it's got to be intense. Maybe part of that, maybe part of that for you was like you didn't want to take all this human suffering. I didn't. The humanity I is didn't. too much. I struggled a lot in my twenties, and I thought I had this like these really high-minded aspirations and lofty goals, of, like saving the world. Yeah. And then once I got a little healthier, I think I was just I just want to live a normal life. You didn't save the world. Oh, fuck no. Not even no. close. He's like, you know what? <laughs> I'm either going to save the world or pierce nipples. Hmm. And yeah. he decided. <laughs> he took the higher road. There's a higher calling. Instead of instead of helping uh, dog fuckers and shit eaters <laughs> worldwide, he's like, I'm gonna there pierce some belly eater. buttons and yeah. do some snake tattoos. You don't do tattoos. You no, just, you're just pierced. We have nine tattoo artists. Nine at Oak and Poppy. Yeah. What's it called? What's your spot called? Uh, Oak and Poppy. Oak and Poppy. Yeah. Is it like what is it like a new breeder tattoo shop? Kind of like a higher end. It's higher end boutique, oh. high end in the valley. In the valley. Ventura. Oak and Poppy. Yes. Yeah, is it walk in or? Yeah, we do walk in. A lot of it's. Um, appointment only because we're really we're really busy but yeah you can walk into it how was it during pandemic we had to shut down for three months but like quote unquote like yeah for most of the pandemic but initially in the the nascent stages of it when everyone was freaking out yeah it was completely closed we didn't we nobody knew what to do no one knew what to do everyone was panicked so i don't know if even if we were open i don't think anyone would showed up but ultimately once things opened up and they shut us down again we just yeah of course you come out through the back everything yeah. looks everyone's like in the front everybody got to a yeah, point and said course. fuck it we had to we yeah. would have survived had yeah. we not done that so it's such a crazy time like when the pandemic first hit i remember going out like getting hit with all this information like there was a doctor on youtube who said he goes listen uh covid it's like glitter 
And, it, and imagine when you pour a bag of glitter on something, how long it stays with you. So he's like, yeah. there's, it's all over your, like, so he put in my head that there's imaginary glitter on everything <laughs> in the world. So if it came into your house, you had to, so I was washing groceries. Uh, like yeah. that's what this doctor told us. I was taking groceries in, putting like washing them. Like, so, like and, and now I'm like, what the, f-? like you leave, pa- <laughs> I would leave a package outside for like a couple days. So like the glitter would die. Oh my God. And I remember going outside and literally feeling like I was walking on the moon. Like I remember walking around outside and being like, what? Like it was like all new, yeah. like twilight I, zone kind of shit. There is some, listen, there's not, I think there's some validity to the hydrant. I always talk about this too. I mean, this is why I'm canceling the show today because <laughs> I just, I'm just rehashing the same shit all the time. But the hydron collider, what is that thing, Jason? Are you, who are you? Are you? Oh, see, it's, see how bored he is of my shit? He doesn't even Google it anymore. He goes, he yeah, does. the large hydron. I think, remember they said that the large hydron collider, when they fired it up like eight years ago or whatever, they said it might cause a shift in reality. And ever since then, everything's gotten crazy. Like it's everything, like everything crazy. crazy that could imagine the condensed time period of two years, the amount of things that happened. It's not over yet. We're still not done. No. But the amount of terrible things, the fucking COVID, the riots, the fucking Trump, all these things, yeah. like the storming the Capitol, yeah, now Ukraine. Not. Like it's just, we're on this, like, I feel like America, we've, in our generation, especially, has just been on this, like, we've just been like, we all have all these problems, but they're so solipsistic and like, it's like baby fucking problems. Like, <laughs> oh man, my of mommy course. hates me, you know? And I, like, we've had, as Americans, we've just had this great, like, everyone's like, you know, doing, like, not everyone's not doing well because people fucking socioeconomically fucked people are fucked. But we're privileged. America as a whole is privileged. Yes. We could worry about things we don't really have to worry right. about. Right. And and then we just got all this bad news in the, in the course of two years. And it might be a wrap for everybody. Who knows? It could happen. We're at that point where it's like, we could it could be nuclear. I mean, We yeah, could do nuclear holocaust soon. Putin's fucking, Putin's not all there, no, you know? No. If he's going down, he'll take everyone with him. He'll take, he, I think he will. I don't, yeah. I think that he's like, I was listening to this thing on the Daily. And it, it, it did this whole trajectory of like how, Trump was kind of basically trying to Trump was basically trying to institute himself in the same way that Putin and other dictators have where you just kind of like you get yourself into another uh, term and another term and you start bending the rules. Mm-hmm. That's what Putin's done, right? Yeah. He just changed the rules while he was there and like the whole thing with the with the capital is like they were he was close to to calling martial law. It was like all this shit. And and it keeps kind of going to this whole thing and, and they they go into this whole thing about Obama and they said Obama fucked up because he belittled Putin. He said he belittled him in the press and he said that was the start of a lot of this because Putin's so thin-skinned and so just like, you know, he's just a guy who has too much shit and is terrified of everything and and can't handle any criticism. So if you criticize him, you die. And and Obama started the trajectory here. Trump made it worse by fucking, um, by diminishing the Ukraine because, you know, Trump and all of them are in bed with the Russians. Like it's, it's super clear if you trace it all. It's all fucked up. It's also all fucked up too. Like on both sides, it's all so corrupt and terrible. Like the politicians, like there's no, there is no like, there's no one doing the job of a politician who wants to do the job of a politician. No. They're all there to just to like become powerful and and make everyone around them rich and themselves, of course. But like, I don't think anyone there is actually truthful. Like they just know like these people are like, we're going to give everyone free tits. And these people are like, they want all, they all want free tits, you know, like, and they just kind of bounce off each other. It's like, they want your people, they want your kid to marry a fucking bat, you know? And like, <laughs> these people are like, they're going to take away urinals. You know, wherever the fuck, like, and they just keep playing, you know? And like, the, and the, 
they're both fucking it's both out of control like because everyone's playing this like world wwf high level fucking bullshit game and none of them believe it i don't think yeah. i don't think they believe about like i don't think these people like on the right are this are, are do you think they really give a fuck about religion they're just playing the religious it's fucking theatrics it's, yeah, it's all sure. theatrics but yeah. like and everyone is in for this like political cash grab and like the fucking everyone's out to get blood financially and no one's ever taken no one's taking it no one's ever going to stop and i just think it's too late i do i really think i think we're like everyone laughs at me, my girlfriend everyone laughs at me like i'm crazy i'm like we've gone too far <laughs> like everyone <laughs> we passed the threshold we've gone too far everyone yeah. listen we can't everyone can't be rich and famous like no. and now with cryptocurrency which you know I, you know big crypto holders and yeah. i'm i'm just a guy i, I, have, got, I got some I, I, got, I fuck around yeah but too. i also am like dude uh, 17 year old kids can become billionaires absolutely it that's happens. that's not that's disrupt that's going to disrupt the whole economy of the world it's not supposed to be yeah you know, everyone is not supposed to have access to this much money this fast and this easily it's fucked up like we're going to be paying seven hundred thousand dollars for a fucking burrito pretty soon <laughs> yeah the inflation is fucking right hard. it's yeah. fucking fucked yeah it is so you know you're not wrong cheers mazel <laughs> i think we still have time to turn it around we can't here's the one thing just one 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 thing alone just one thing the environment unfixable if, Unfi you think if that's we done? if we stop today and everyone around the world decided we're all going electric fuck fossil fuel if everyone made that decision worldwide hakuna matata we are the world let's do it still too late. we could turn it around oh, okay. possibly but that's never going to happen Not too much money these fucking old jiggly throat frog face sons but of bitches like we Huh? They'll die off. Soon. Yeah, but now they're raising these young demon spawn who are like, <laughs> like the far right racist dudes now have these like young bucks who are just like fired up and they're like, ah. and they just want to get money too. Like I don't even know if they're actually racist. They probably fucking you know. No, they're wear, they're wear whatever hat they have to to get the money they want to get. Yeah, it's wild, man. It's a wild time to be alive. You know what's telling me is I don't I'm not on social media anymore. Oh, thank God. And I don't want, listen to the news. <laughs> I'm just lost in my own little. You just yeah, yeah, it might be the way to go. It's not bad. I, you know, I care about the people in my life. Yeah. You know, I, it's all you can do. Yeah. And I, I try to be charitable to them and help them. I don't donate to charities, but I'm, I feel like in my circle, I'm, I'm a try to be good guy. to the people around you. Yeah. My you, girlfriend wants to have kids and I would say to her, I would go, Hey, we're, we're leaving. We're, we're going to bring, we're going to have kids and raise them in a charred wasteland. She's like, I want to have kids. And then my shrink's like, you just, people have kids. And I go, okay, fuck it. You want to have kids? We'll have kids. 50 50, though, that they're going to be like eating, eating squirrels and, and like drinking water <laughs> from like the butts of dead people. You know what I mean? Like 50 50 shot. So if we want to be selfish so you can have some, some little Teletubbies to play with. All right, baby, let's go. You want to just fucking knock them out. So your relationship's getting serious. The kid talk. Yeah, we, we're pretty serious. I like that. She wants to do the whole thing. And I'm like, I, I think you're the best. Um, you're the best person I've ever had as a girlfriend. <laughs> like the best human I've ever had as a girlfriend in my life. So that took you a while to get that. For sure. Yeah. She I'm was like, I'm still looking for that. You're still looking. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. Well, it's also like, it's also, this is a trick though. And you coming from, you know, you had a troubled past. I can tell your twenties were a rap, et cetera. Same. <laughs> yeah. The problem is too, is that you can have it and not know even how to accept it and know that it's okay to have it and be with it and like you yeah. can struggle with that you gotta feel worthy of it you gotta feel worthy and that's a whole other fucking that's ball a of whole wax fucking different ball it's a whole wax. other can of tuna lovable feeling worthy yeah right love yeah being of a part of a club that would have me being lovable being loved i mean you know you, you can see in people that are brought up uh in a healthy manner with a functional like people that are brought up in a functional healthy family that's like still together you can see how they like the way they navigate the world is like 
there's just all this extra shit they're not dealing with. They're just like, yeah, I'm, it's all irrelevant. It doesn't yeah, get in. Yeah, they're just like, um, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just gonna go here. I'm like, yeah. like my girlfriend's like always going on vacation. I want to be angry at her and be like, what the, get the fucking work. But like the reality is like she feels she has the ability to. She works. She has a fuck. She has a full real corporate job, and she's just like, I'm going to New York for three days. I'm gonna go here, and I'm like. And, and part of me is like wants to be a fucking asshole and be like, why, why aren't you? Why don't you have another job like me? Why aren't you shackled to a computer like I am? You know, like you have to fight for your. When the reality is, that's how people enjoy their lives. Like she knows how to enjoy life. I have important. to. I have to fight to enjoy my life. Like because I'm so like I have to. I have to do this. I have to do that. If I don't get up and do this, I don't do this fucking stupid podcast. Blah, 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 you know. Yeah, and like I do. I can relate. When I go on vacation, I get dysregulated for the first like two or three, four days. Mm. Like I am not having a good time. No. Like, cause no. I have such a routine. No, you need you need a week to defrost. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're going on vacation in August, and it's just twelve days. And I go, fuck, I need three weeks. I don't. Twelve days is like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna come get comfortable and go home. Yeah. And then exactly. and then I'm gonna get home, not be able to work for a week because I'm gonna be like, yeah. Then you got to reintegrate. Reintegrate. Yeah, yeah. It's a. It's so a the answer, thing. her answer is just more vacations, which is like she's enjoying her life, which is what you're supposed to do. Sometimes I have that realization, and then right? it goes away. And I'm like, my thing is like, if I fucking hustle hard enough now, I'm going to chill later. But I'm never going to fucking chill. I'm going to be working like this you until like I'm fucking struggle, 80. You like the right? You like yeah, it? I like yeah, I fight. do too. I like the hustle. I like the fight. I do too. Um, I want to keep going. You got to keep going. Sorry, I, got, I still. Yeah. I mean, this. listen, if my only job was to podcast, I feel like I could... I could destroy podcasting. Like if I, if my everyday focus was how to make this podcast better and like how to promote it. And I would, I think I would be, I would be, I think I would be killing. Yeah. You got it. I think I could do it, but that's not, but this is a thing that I did as a hobby with a guy who, who abandoned me. I was going to ask you about that. I I was wondering if that was a difficult conversation. No, it wasn't difficult. Like Maddie's just like, I listen, I, I, to be, I always give Maddie shit. I love Maddie, but Maddie's like, Dude, I'm like, I have a fucking show on FX. Like, what? Like, it's it's a complete waste of his time. Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean that my time is as valuable than his, but his time is more expensive at this at this moment. Wait, just wait a minute, Maddie, you son of a bitch, because my time will double your time. Um, but no, I think that I understood. I, I think that he stayed a long time. He did the best he could, and eventually he's like, I can't do it. And like, I I was resentful for, for like one hour. Like I was pissed off at him for an hour, and I called him like, okay, whatever. That's great. Yeah, you I, processed it fast. Yeah, because I was like, I have no right to be yeah. angry at a person like who that. basically like hooked me up with this with yeah. this thing. The problem is that he gave me a platform. We we started a platform together based on his platforms. Maddie and I are very dissimilar as like we're similar in some ways, but we don't have the same like we're in two different worlds. Like I'm in the streetwear kind of world, L.A. thing. He's like this Canadian uh, lowest common denominator, fully like worldwide food guy, (laughs) you know, like you guys want some bison? You know, like that's Maddie's in fucking dude. He's, you know, bringing in the bucks. Yeah, for sure. You know, he tells me about like he gets paid to like the amount he gets paid to do like a thing, like a collab with a restaurant is like, you know, it's like a high paid doctor's yearly salary for like probably four days of work you know what i mean like it's ridiculous that's incredible he's just like, it's just like a him. bag here's a bag here's a bag and it's like dude i would are you fucking kidding me like i can barely hold on to this yeah so and he has to be pretty discerning as to what he invests his time in. yeah but he gave yeah. me he gave me a year of he gave what a year of his time to this thing he gave he, he gave over a year he, he struggled through covid it was unfortunate because right when we started covid hit if we were together we were going to be together once, 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 uh, once a month. Shoot stuff, do on the road. Like it would have been, we would have accelerated into something else yeah. and done because every time, I sh- every time he's on the show, it goes up. You yeah. know, 
with me on the show, it doesn't like the problem with the show is this. Like, I don't, I don't actually know if I'm quitting tonight, but I get frustrated on a weekly basis because I'm like, what am I fucking doing? Why is it not? Why are we like, I feel like we're in a holding pattern and we have enough of a following that it's hard to let go of it. Uh, yeah. Like, it's just that. there where it's like, like there's a following. There's people every time. The problem is every time I see someone, they're like, I really like the show. And they're so sincere that it makes me want to do it. <laughs> and if anyone, anyone comes to me and goes, I really like the podcast. And I can tell when, when they're saying this, it's a different way than they say anything else. You know, people are like, oh, I like the brand I like this, but they're like, I really like the podcast. And it's I'm probably like, helping them. I could see the, the, the fans that you have. Like some of those people are struggling and like you're like a beacon of hope for these. <laughs> I'm a beacon of hope. Uh, um, look at them over there with the Yoda doll on the couch. That's cozy. Baby Yoda. I want to have a Yoda doll on the couch and a sweet girlfriend. Just be eating fig newtons and oat but, milk okay that but, sounds nice well you can't do you can't see this is the thing you can't eat fig newtons and oat milk why not because because then you because what happens is <laughs> you end up snoring because when i eat late at night i snore i have i'm fat so i snore right so i have a mouth guard but even if i if i eat late at night i go right i blow through the mouth guard and just and my girlfriend god bless her ever suffering heart <laughs> she can't handle it so and I and I, I'm gonna tell you something, Doctor Nipples. Yeah. Uh, if I just right now said, "Hey, Doctor Nipples, fuck you," what's your response? I, I felt something. <laughs> my <laughs> body. <laughs> um, well, fuck you too. Oh, nice. And with a curveball. <laughs> As a doctor, if I say to you, Doctor Nipples, fuck you. No, I don't mean that. I'm just. I'm I, just I fucking. So. I'm just. Um, I feel like Dr. Nipples, when, when we had Heavy on and Dr. Nipples got angry, I saw the dark side of Dr. Yeah. Nipples and yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah, he was repulsive. <laughs> Which is like for, for someone who's a shrink, you can never like, you can never tell. And he's not your patient. Yeah. But, and like my, my shrink, it, it took 20 years for her to be able to tell me like, get your shit together. Because she knew anything she said up until then, I'd just spin out. Like what the f- like I would fucking lose it, you yeah. know? Um, you got to be delicate sometimes. You can't call your, you can't call your patients repulsive. No, I've done it before. You have? That's why I don't practice. I, you're I, like, you're I, repulsive? I have some difficulty with like my filter, yeah. Oh, really? Kind of. Yeah, there's a guy, be. he came in stone. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, he started like making like, like accents when he was speaking. I was calling him out. Like, why do you sound like that? No. <laughs> like different like, accents, like a French accent? Yeah, I was like, what is happening? And then after that, he never saw me again. Can you imagine? I couldn't handle it. It was, it was gross. I tell people, when I talk to, you know, I talk to people who go to therapy and lie to their shrink. That's such a fucking waste of time. I'm like. What is the point? What's the, why are you wait? You're basically taking money and setting it on fire. And also maybe going backwards. Like yeah. I, I, there was a friend of mine and she was like, yeah, I didn't, I'm like, did you tell your shrink about this thing that, that's happening? She's like, why would I tell them that? I'm embarrassed. I'm like, what the whole fucking point is to unearth yeah. like, you know, and even in telling the absolute truth to your therapist, you don't even get to the real truth till like a decade later. Cause of then course. you're like, oh, and then you see yourself and you're like, oh my God, I am this, I am that. You know, yeah. you start to see yourself clearly for the first time, which like, I couldn't get a full view of myself until I did therapy and AA and had a relapse and like I had to like go through so many things to kind of be like oh here's what the issue here's who you are yeah you know and it's nowhere near as bad or as good as you think it is exactly you know you have to develop that intimacy with a therapist or sponsor whatever it is trust exactly in order to like create a space where you can start exploring things that are difficult yeah you can't just walk into a room and then talk about the most difficult aspects of your life. You're not yeah. going to have the external supports or, or or internal supports to sustain something like that. It will be too much for you. Right. So that's why it takes a long time. Like you really have to create conditions to explore these parts of yourself and get honest about it. It's so funny that we, I asked Jason to book a piercer and the piercer that we booked 
did it. I know the guy. You know the guy. Adrian. He's like, I can't do it. Yeah, he's my friend. He works. He works at my shop. Sometimes. Oh, he works at shop. And then he passed. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then he passes it to this guy, <laughs> who's a fucking therapist on the Powerful <laughs> Truth Angels Network podcast, television show, radio style podcast. Uh, that's that's just such a wild. Uh, you know, just because we, because as a as a shrink, we you, we're going to speak in a common language because I've been in therapy for so fucking yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, I could tell you're like right. very like attuned to all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm aware. If, I could tell I, the way, when I first met you. Right. Yeah, I knew that, like, that, that the light at least at least the lights are on doesn't mean that the house is, is stable, <laughs> but the lights are on in the house. The you can tell you've done work on yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I could tell the language, the way you're talking. Yeah. Right, and I'm like, and also I'm like, you know, I don't come from a place where like you know, uh, growing up it was like. There was a huge part of my life where, like, I wouldn't even like growing up there. Like, that wasn't even on the book on the table. Like in the neighborhood I grew up in, I was like, like, are you kidding me? But then you get to a certain age, and I'm like, I'm wallowing here. Like, I can't, yeah. I can't function as a person. And it's not because anything. Like, I can't make this thing work. Like, I used to be so fucked up as a kid, and I, I've had the same shrink forever. And I used to be so fucked up as a kid that, like, I would be like, I have to buy a shower curtain today, and I couldn't, I couldn't take myself to the third street parking lot to buy a buy a shower curtain. Yeah, that task was so oppressive to me. Wow, I couldn't do that. So if you're a fuck up, you can get around it. Everyone, trust me. I couldn't figure out how to buy a shower curtain, and then I started making these baby steps, and I was like, I'm gonna, and I started like, I think the first one of the first things was like a guy. I talked about this guy before, Jay Fish. He's like, he took an interest in me because I was like a graffiti writer and I was kind of a fuck up and I was getting high. And like, he's like, you should do tattoos. And he's like, he took interest in me. And every, people have taken interest in me in the past, but this is a guy I related to. He's a tattoo artist. And yeah. it was like when I was a kid, he's like, you should do tattoos. And I was like, oh, there's a future for me. I could be a tattoo artist, you know? And like, I had this like, you know, and yeah, he started yeah. teaching me how to draw and do all that. And I, and I fully jumped into this thing. It was like one of the first things where like, outside of people trying to teach me in school, which didn't work for me, he taught me like tactile. He's like, here, draw these skulls. Like, I can do that. Here, here's a skull, draw this. I just sat there and drew a skull, of, you know, smoking weed, drawing skulls. Yeah, and, yeah. and then by the time I finished, I had a whole book full of fucking, you know, weird, weird tattoo art. It's just, I should bust it out. It's like terrible 90s, like, like puffy skulls, like, Bruh! It's there's like a, so there's terrible. a lot of graffiti artists that became tattoo artists. The that, AWR guys. Like that's Grime. that's my crew. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah and uh, yeah. Jason Kundell. Yeah, Jason, that's my guy. Yeah, yeah bless yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, those are like that's the thing. And like I remember when writers started becoming tattooers, and there was only one, there was like scene from New York. And and I was like, because I didn't we didn't even think it was like possible. I was like, I didn't see a future past graffiti. I was like, what am I gonna do? And then people were like, we're becoming tattoo artists. And my mind was blown. I was like, what? Because being a tattoo artist is like being a fucking like a samurai or something. You're like, you're going to like, and it was a different time. Yeah, was, you know, there's a whole different structure. It was like, now you have a, a, yeah. a cordless machine that apparently you can just lay shit. Like anyone can it. do it. Yeah. Like I've you been could, around for 20 years, so I've probably around the same seen, time. Yeah. I've seen the evolution. You've seen the evolution. Yeah. Yeah. The last time I got, I got tattooed by my buddy Kane. And he's like, he was telling me about like the new machines. I'm like, are they good? He's like, they're great. He's like, it's almost like cheating at this point. Like, anyone can pick this thing up and tattoo anybody. Yeah. Well, it's like, okay. So basically it's it's like that whole idea, like the whole, the the gatekeeping thresholding of tattooing was great because no one, you had to get an apprenticeship, like old school. It wasn't so accessible. There, it was right. hard to have access. You know, you really had to go through the ringer. And people got hazed and it was kind of Yeah, you, cool. had, you had to clean up. You had to mop the shop floors. We, we, we pay our apprentices, actually. We give them a living wage so they can learn. Yeah, it's crazy. Make, yeah. them, make them lick the toilet. Uh, that's how it used to be. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, eat, eat cigarettes, all that shit. <laughs> Just emotional abuse. So, yeah, back to, um, you know, I, um, I hurt my back a couple weeks ago. Okay. This is going to be a long-winded story to get to where I'm at now. I hurt my back and... 
even in telling you this, I'm like straightening it up. Hurt my back. And I have a recurring back injury because my whole life I've been focusing on like lifting weights and being strong in the front of my body. Core. The back of my body, I've neglected. So glutes to hamstrings. I, who, nobody wants to do that. No man. No, I hate them. Right? Nobody wants no, to fucking do. I don't do them. The exercises that are no. shitty. They're just like annoying. I hate it. And like, like laying on a bench and thrusting your hips up with a bar on you. It's like I look at people doing it. I'm like, I fucking hate that. I hate you. I don't ever want to do that. Right? And <laughs> as a reason, I don't hate the person to do that. Because usually the people that do it have big old butts. The, yeah, the girls that I no. see do it. Um, but so, yeah, I, 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 I've been told this over the years because over the years, I'm always hurting my back. And then I go see a, a chiropractor or a sports therapist and they go, your hamstrings are weak. Your ass is weak. You need to figure out how to work it out. So I work it out for a few weeks. I feel great. And I stop, you, I stop doing it. I go back. I hurt it again. I, hurt, I keep hurting it. I keep hurting it. The last time I heard it uh, was a couple weeks ago. And my first thing was like, okay, I got to, I went to the sports therapist that's in the gym and he did his thing. He like fixed me up. He's like, okay, now you need to figure out what's next. So I talked to my friend, another a woman at the gym. Uh, and she was like, okay, I'm going to put you on a program. And, and while I was doing that though, I was also taking the downtime. I had a few days off and my brain, when I have, if I'm going forward and exercising and doing all my work, I eat less. Mm. When I'm not exercising sense. and doing my work, I eat more. And I go down this, I start sliding down the hill. Like if I'm going forward and trudging up the hill and doing everything, I do everything well. And I just start, and I started sliding. And it's like, I started saying yes. Like I had, um, shout out to Yeasty Boys Bagels. You ever have their bagels? I've seen them. I know Heavy has a bagel over there. They're, he does? Yeah, they're parked outside. Don't hold they're, it against them. Uh, yeah, don't, don't, okay, Heavy, okay. Heavy has, it's terrible. But I'll, I'll <laughs> say this, that, I, that guy is really cool. He's always been cool. He's always like, hey, can I send you a bagel? I'm like, please don't. Don't send me any bagels. And the other day, because I was like, I was in a weak place, he was showing a picture of a bagel on Instagram and he's breaking the bagel apart. And I instantly like didn't even think and just like shot over to the bagel truck. Cause like, <laughs> I gotta have it. It looks so amazing. I'm also, the door's open. So I'm like, let me eat all the shit. I don't let myself eat. I go to the bagel truck, the bagel truck shut down. He go, I DM him, I'm like, I'm like, this kind of advertising works because you broke a bagel in half on Instagram and it sent me, it sent me running towards a truck. I'm like, that shit works. He goes, he goes, I got you. He sends me a bag of bagels, dude. He sends me a bag with like half a dozen bagels and they're so, they're so fresh and like, they're so, they're so puffy that the, that the, you can't even get into the hole. Like they're just like, they fill the hole in. Wow. And I just was like. You know, I'm like, I'm going to have a bagel today and I'm going to share it. Like, I, you know, I had my sponsee. I made him eat a bagel yeah. and I'm like, I'll have a bagel. You have some boundaries around the bagel consuming. Of course. Yeah. No, I set, I set these yeah. boundaries up and yeah. I go, I'll have a bagel today <laughs> and I'll have some of this delicious spread and I'm going to keep it moving. Yeah. And maybe I'll maybe I'll give some to whoever wants them, but I'm cool. No. no End of, of the day, I, all I did <laughs> all day was eat bagels because it was so fucking... I'm like, well, I got to try half of the everything bagel. Well, let me do the onion. Let me do a fourth of the onion bagel and I'm dipping it. And by the end, I've, I've eaten bagels for every meal. And that's why I can't have anyone send me fucking bagels. Yeah, chasing effect. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, I have things like that. Like, I don't watch porn because of it. If I right. watch porn, I binge. I just go nuts. So I don't watch it. I well, have to eliminate certain things like that. I'm thinking about that too. Like, I, I think I had this thought too in the past few days where I'm like... I think I need to eliminate. It's porn. better. I feel so much better. I'm so much more sensitive and in touch. Right, right. It's been like seven, eight months now. Eight months of no porn, nothing, nothing. Not even like when you're not even your explore page. Like 
Nothing. Sometimes my explorers, my explore page, my algorithm gets so disgusting. Like you look at one thing. Oh, you gotta delete that browser afterwards. It, well, yeah. I, that's I'm why. Just, I would no, do. no, no. On Instagram. <laughs> oh, the Instagram. Page. You can like now my now my, my explore page is clogged with like people doing jujitsu because that's what I save. Yeah, that's what you're. And I never save the girl stuff, but then Instagram once it figures out that like because I think it they did say that it does like. Like the camera looks at your pupils dilated and shit and it knows. And it's like, and all of a sudden like my page is full of like Guyanese women, like in booty shorts, like big tits, just like dancing around. And I'm like, I didn't ask to see this. Like, you know, like (laughs) when I was on Instagram, I would get, I would get, uh, things in my feed but it was always disabled people with like some kind of deformity yeah, yeah there you go like there it is eye, the like d- cheek was swollen oh, like there's no arm like i was like why am i getting because you probably sent something to someone like look at this freak and then they're like oh let's flood <laughs> him look at that mangled piece of shit or maybe that's your, then- <laughs> that's your hidden desire it read your pupils you saw you saw a disabled woman and your pupils dilated and they're like flood him i mean if I kept going with pornography, maybe I would have escalated to disabled women. I, I don't right. know. You know, you know that porn is <laughs> porn is ultimately like it's ultimately terrible because in the end, it's it sets an it sets a crazy the the stand. I mean, we've been we've been plugged into porn since since it's yeah, since forever. I was like thirteen. Yeah, since I was a kid, and when it was inaccessible and I had to go rent it, it was so much better. But I remember going to I would go to the fucking store on Lincoln and rent porno. I would rent yeah, DVDs and I'd be in the porn section browsing DVDs <laughs> and being like, oh, I'm gonna get fucking Bang Bros or Mike yeah. in Brazil or whatever the fuck, Hard you know? Banging brunettes. That was my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like, and I just and I'd look at the box and be like, I hope this is good. Yeah. And you, it's like, oh, you know, you get it home and you watch it and you're like, I gotta get every drop out of this thing before I return it. <laughs> oh, Pretty <yeah>. disgusting. <laughs> Pretty fucking gross. And like, even then, I think it's better when it when you couldn't access it yeah, because I can we're literally. Lucky. We're lucky it was hard to access. Kids yeah. nowadays, they're still like eight years old. You're just conditioning their brains. Warped. Fucking warped. warped. They get ED when they're like 18. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. Dude, it's fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up. And they're also like coming out the gate like, first time they have sex, it's like, fuck me in the ass, come on my face, Ugh. shit on my toes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right out the gate. It's like, shit take your time. <laughs> shit on my feet. Shit on my feet. They're like, yeah. they're like 13. Yeah, that's what you got. That's what they need now. <laughs> yeah. Shit on my fucking feet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, so I, I kind of go, I go crazy and I'm starting to eat all this stuff that I was eating. Like another Adam Perry Lane, great barbecue, barbecue yeah, genius. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, I've been right? to uh, the restaurant over there off uh, Vine. Right. And now yeah. he's doing a pop-up in Pasadena. Yes, I saw that. I was talking to him. I got some <laughs> got some barbecue from him. Yeah, I saw that. And it's like day crush. Like the, the, the cornbread was, it was a piece of cornbread this big. Okay. For people listening, I'd say half the size of a, of a brick. A piece of cornbread that big, and it was cornbread cake. It wasn't corn. It was no bread in it. It was corn cake. And I, I go there, and I always have the best intentions. Like I worked out. I was like, I'm gonna work out and not eat, and go to the Adam Perry Lane get some barbecue. And then I get there, and then I'm I'm in a car with like the enemy, like corn cake, and I'm in the car with it, and it's like fucking eat me, and I'm just eating pieces of it. And by the time I get home, I'm taking it straight to my girlfriend's house to share it. One piece of cornbread's gone. I don't, I don't. I go, hey guys, try this cornbread. I don't tell them I already <laughs> yeah, ate yeah, a piece. Yeah. I've done that. Before. Yeah, and her roommate's like, her roommate's like, should I heat it up? I'm like, yeah, heat, or just eat it, just eat it. And I'm trying to get her to eat the whole thing. She eats like half of it. I'm like, aren't you gonna eat it all? She's like, I'm good. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> then you get you get self consciously. Like, oh. Yeah, I'm like, can you just you know like. Like normalize my behavior, please. Yeah, yeah. Make me feel less of, like less of a psycho, <laughs> because I do. I do think that there are, you know, like I share this overeating urge with other people, but I think I'm like maybe one of the worst. 
I mean, there are worse guys, you know. Yeah, I have those tendencies too. So right. I, I really try to monitor my diet, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I also have acknowledged that I am going to be on some form of a diet for the rest of my life. Yeah. That's just it. It's fine. So I overate for two weeks and I've been talking cheat, to this. Cheat week. Cheat, yeah, cheat month. Cheat well, the month. problem is I did a Taco Bell commercial and and from that day on, I've been fucked up. Like, because I did the Taco Bell job and we did a night shoot at Taco Bell and I go, I tell the Taco Bell people, I go, listen, and one caveat, I need you to leave behind two chefs to stay there through the whole shoot till three in the morning to just make us Taco Bell. Yeah. So I would just be like, I would grab a PA and go get me, go get me a bean and cheese burrito, extra onions, extra red sauce, extra cheese, extra rice, add rice. That's what I do. Right, you do yeah, that, yeah, and yeah. I go bring me one of those, and they would make yeah. it so hot and fresh, and they bring it to me like I'm, best a, you ever had. I'm in front of a monitor. It was like <laughs> it was like transcendent. I'm like, oh, and like I'm I'm zooming back to high school, you know. I'm just like I'm going back in time with the extra red sauce because that's how they used to make it, like with better red sauce. Yeah, I'm back in time. I'm skateboarding. I'm I'm catching my first tag. I'm having my first beer. It's amazing. Ever since then, I've been just. You know, I used to do Noom. I did Noom really hardcore for six or seven months. You know, the app where you put in the calories and tells yeah, you what yeah, to eat. Yeah. And then I fell off after talk. I just, I kind of, I get disrupted. You know, a couple, I do a night shoot, I do a job, and all of a sudden I'm off my fucking shit. And I, I stayed exercising, but I, but I got disrupted on my, on my, on my, on my eating. So then what I elected to do is like, I'm doing this gut reset cleanse. Now, I'm not a woo woo kind of guy who believes in that shit all the time, but. I'm doing this thing where the guy, it's this guy named Dr. Alejandro, referred to me by Pat at Ruka. And Dr. Alejandro says, get my, get my box. And you get this box. And in the box is like, it's a kit. I have it in the other room. And you do a shake for breakfast, a shake for dinner. And in the middle is a lunch. And it's like, you can't eat hot sauce. You can't eat dairy. You yeah. can't eat eggs. You can't eat red meat. You can only eat this. You know, it's all this stuff. So like, I've been doing that for the past four days. And if nothing, it'll give me a foundation. It's for three weeks. It'll give me a foundation to move, like, to feel like I have a little bit of a head start because I'm falling apart. Yeah, so there's a, is there accountability built built in that? Like, you just have to do this? Do you report to anybody? Or just, you just got to no, you just, to yourself? This is all you eat. That's it. That's it. It's okay. like, here's your shake. But you can put stuff in the shake. It's nice when you have that kind of structure. This I is need what this, you do. I need the structure. Yeah, yeah, don't leave any gray area. No gray area. Like, yeah. I know empirically, like, when there's gray area... And that's when I fuck around. I'm well, like, oh, yeah. I can have this. That's you know? the problem with the process addictions. It's like, it's not like black and white, like with alcohol or drugs. You just don't do that. With food, yeah. you have to eat food. That's the thing. You know, like, yeah. you have, and then you have to learn to develop a healthy relationship with it where you're not misusing it. Same right. with sex. I think for some people, right. same with, um, I don't know, well, maybe not gambling. It's just not gamble. But Celtic so, runes, Celtic <laughs> runes, uh, science fiction, Star Wars. Maybe social media. Social media, yeah. yeah. Social media is the worst. You know, things like that. So. Fucking fungo. Dude, I was talking to the barber today and I said, what the fuck is a fungo pop? Because he had one. Funko. Funko. I go, what the oh. fuck is a Funko pop? And he kind of explained it to me. And I'm like, so basically they have a mold and they go, this is, they paint the thing like Spider-Man and they sell, they resell it. It's fucking, it's just another crazy thing. Like it's another niche market that's probably worth millions of dollars that I know sure. nothing about. Sure. And people are oh, like collecting these yeah, things. Yeah, I've seen that. I have a I have a character from Twin Peaks. See, a, a they do it for everything. It's like yeah. it's like you like Twin Peaks, then you have to buy this doll to prove yeah. that you like Twin Peaks. Yeah, it was a gift by Cliff actually. So a Cliff gave it to yeah. you. What a sweetheart. <laughs> so it's a uh, seven of five. Is it? And um, I got to get to dinner at seven thirty. I can I have another five or ten minutes if you want to keep it going. I got one question from the I got one question from the Discord if we want to. Sure. Should that. we do a Discord question? Yeah. Uh, 
What do you think so far? Is it pretty good? Great episode. I mean, it was just me. It was me using you as a touchstone to yap. But we got some good stuff in there. I think so. Yeah. I think we did great. It I was thought, great having I you thought, on. You have a you have a soothing presence. Thank you. Yeah. What was, what, nice. what was the word? Soothing. Soothing. Oh, I was like, there's a word I didn't know. What was that? <laughs> Thank you. Um, red flags or tips to look out for when trying to find a good therapist. Question mark. Uh, trying not to waste time and money and get even more. Stress. A therapist that calls you repulsive could be a red flag. Yeah. Like I'm an example of someone you don't want to see. So there. <laughs> can I say, can I say therapists that will, like there's a lot of therapists now, no, no shade who are doing MDMA with their, with their patients. Yeah. Lots smoking weed stuff. with them maybe they do mushrooms with them i don't know if they're doing it with them but there is a lot of psychedelic psychedelic support with therapy like ketamine uh, right MDMA. what do you think about that that's illegal to do with the psilocybin and mdma the ketamine i'm a supporter of i've done it myself yeah but you have to be discerning and make sure you the get mdma the right is thing. illegal yeah i mean eventually it won't be but it's right. going to cost like twenty twenty thousand dollars to do the therapy and i think it could be effective but right now it is illegal if you have a therapist that does that they're breaking the law so just know that you know who you are <laughs> you who's doing mdma with your shrink you're breaking the law yeah i also think it depends on what kind of uh issues you have uh, i suffer from ocd so yeah. i see in uh, someone who, who specializes in uh, exposure response prevention that's what's that's what you do for ocd so you have to figure out the type of therapist that would be work best for your issues for trauma emdr could be good my girlfriend yeah. says you have to go to emdr this is she tells me you have to go to emdr and I'm like, why? I already have a shrink. She's like, you need to go to the MDR. Yeah, that's a good, that could be like an adjunct to the therapy. But I have a, I have two therapists because I'm so fucking insane. So I have like a gestalt therapist. I work with my childhood shit, yeah. you know, sense of self. And then I have an, a, an, ex, an OCD therapist because OCD is tricky. You have to have to see a specialist for it. Otherwise, it can get really messy. I mean, I'm, it's good that you're getting. I mean, that's not doesn't mean you're fucked up. It means you're, you're dealing with yeah, the issue. Yeah, I've had it my whole life. That's the way I cope. Yeah growing up I right mean, that's i had to develop a world within a world to survive yeah yeah you know? same except i didn't yeah. it didn't go into ocd it went into addiction and other things yeah. but like i found myself at times yeah I, I remember i remember times when i leaned into it a little bit where i started getting a little like started doing a couple of repetitive weird things i was like oh that's what that yeah, is yeah you think it's a solution yeah. just how you think a drug is a solution yeah or an, a drink of alcohol like with ocd like you think washing your hands checking the door those are your solutions yeah but yeah in yeah. reality they're not I mean, it's your brain misfiring, thinking that there's something wrong. You need to do that to feel better. And usually under underneath that, there's a lot of discomfort, a lot of pain. I did go. I was on my way to a meeting the other day, and I, ha I drove halfway there and came back to make sure I turned off the heating pad <laughs> that I'm using for my back, which is slightly slightly OCD because I knew it was off. And but I, yeah, but some people who have like you know that kind of OCD, I mean, they would have to bring the heating pad with them to right. assure themselves that it's not on, even if they took a picture. You know, if they had a video, of it, right? That it know, was that's off. That's how crazy. That's how they. It, it yeah. can get nut, how nuts it can get. So they would actually have to carry it with them out to know. of the door and bring it to them with to the meeting. Fuck. You know, it can get really wild. My girlfriend, my girlfriend had dinner with her two friends, and they and they're married, and they go to the couples therapy not because they have a problem, but because they love it. I could see that being the case. It's not only to you know break up or get back together. And that's my my thing has always been. It's been drilled into my head that couples therapy is the last stop to to the end. It can be an uncoupling process. Like sometimes right. breaking up is too difficult, so you have a support there to help it happen. Right. But um, I mean, ideally, I think people want to make it work. I think she knows that I'm such a fucking mess that she's like, I want to preemptively put you in couples therapy with me, well, even though nothing's wrong right now. 
I yeah, just like as like a, like almost like a preemptive. Yeah, strike. it's like an insurance yeah. policy for her. Like a prophylactic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> an emotional prophylactic because <laughs> yeah. there was a period like a year ago where like things were a little weird, right? And like I got a little weird, and she is like, and like she's like it was crazy. I'm like to me, things being a little weird is like that's nothing because I come from like house on fire dysfunction i'm you know? sure it could be yeah and i'm like that's i'm like even we're bad we're fine she's like no that was terrible and i'm like we have a different threshold yeah. i'm like it's not bad until like until like, things are breaking and like people are screaming <laughs> yeah and someone's setting the cat yeah, on fire I, like I, that's I, bad to me <laughs> but like anything a little bit of uncomfortableness or like irritate yeah i'm like that's fine well that's why i tolerated so much bullshit in my uh, in my life with girlfriends because i'm the same way i could i, I have a very large threshold for right. insanity right you know so uh, moving forward, I, I think I want a healthier person that has a very small threshold. And the thing is, you have to in finding that person that's healthy. There's a lot of counterintuitive. There's a lot of counterintuitive intuitiveness. Intuitive, oh yes, intuition. There's a lot of counterintuition because your receptors want to bond with oh. the dysfunctional shit Crazy that seems very borderline hot. somersaults. Yeah, banging yeah. The head You're like, the that, I need that. Yeah, but then that's you, the drug. That's the drug. Yeah. And like. And I have, you know, and I've been there and I have friends that are there now. And yep. like, I've been there. Yeah. And like, now I'm like with a person who's like super like safe and stable. And it's like, oh, this is nice. And it's like, you know, you had to like settle into it. It's yeah. calm. It's not, there's nothing, nothing crazy. It's like, it's all the same. It's a, she's a baseline the same all the time. I love you. Hi. What's you? Wow. Let's have a great day. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? That's incredible. <laughs> what the? Like, you went from not being able to buy shower curtains at the Third Street Promenade yeah. to having a Taco Bell commercial and a beautiful, healthy girlfriend. Can you imagine? <laughs> Anything's possible. Only in America. See you That's in hell. Incredible. That's funny. Do we have no no ads? no ads? See, this is this is why the show's dying. Listen, guys. All we need is two ads per episode, guys. So if you can get us advertisers. Guys, way. listen. Uh, we're either gonna here's here's our four options. We're either going to start a Patreon and firewall the YouTube. Uh, we're either gonna have to get more ads and partner with the network, or we're gonna have to start selling PTA coffee mugs that that I'm gonna have to design and produce. We can do that. Here's my first prototype. <laughs> what do you think of this mug? Can you psychoanalyze this mug I made? It's overcompensating for something. Oh, man. God <laughs> damn. That, that's fucked up. Okay, wait. I actually made this one. This is undercompensating, right? Yeah. What do you? What would you say from looking at this? F- I think you're getting sensitive with that one. I'm getting sensitive. Yeah, yeah. You're going <laughs> you're psychoanalyzing <laughs> my mugs. Uh, look at this fucking mug. Yeah. How do you guys feel about this show? Write and subscribe, like and subscribe, save the show. I think you should keep it going. I think you should have me on again. You want to come on? Yeah, I'd love to have you on. Let's do it. I unfortunately have to go. I have a. It's all listen. It's all about numbers, baby. If you if you spike the numbers, you're on forever. I'm spiking those numbers. You might spike those numbers. Yeah, I got. Or if it, if it actually no, if the numbers are baseline, I'll keep you on. If numbers tank, I can't have you on again. Right? Okay. No, I love I love Dr. Nipples. Yeah. I listen, my only thing with Dr. Nipples is like it's I feel like the next time you come on, we got to have someone else here to psychoanalyze. Yeah, we got to bring someone down. Yeah, we got to listen. Heavy you, I had Heavy on. I know you have to go, but he's I had, medicated. I had he is? Is, is, is that, that what was going on? I don't know what happened. He might have been, but he was so even wow. and so calm that I'm like you're you're useless to me. Yeah. It's only good if you come on and you're trying to make me so angry I want to kill you. That's great yeah. radio. Yeah. yeah. He needed it. He he's he, he was he's, on the he was borderline like he's, having he's, a, something's wrong with him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what did it for me when I was sitting here and he told me to move. 
like, yeah. in a very rude manner. Yeah. That's what. That's why. That's, I got, that's, that's why I got that, triggered. You know. That's, that's why a, I didn't like that. That's the thing that he doesn't get is that all the all the histrionic histrionic crazy shit aside, it's the being rude to people that you don't know. It, that that to me is is a crazy thing because you don't know any of us. Yeah. You could snap. You know. I'm always like, don't wait, don't be rude to anybody. You don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. I mean, it was all fun and jest. We yeah. had a good time. Move. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, I wish we could, you know, we should have another episode where we talk about uh, Johnny and, and Amber. We can do that. You know, total sex and love addicts right there. Yeah. Shitting in the bed. Shitting in the bed. Yeah. yeah. They need a program. They need a program. Yeah. They need, they need something. <laughs> <laughs> they need a new friend. They need a new pirate franchise. Just those two. Yeah.